0: Welcome to this episode, Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. We have two uh, great guests today. We have uh, Caitlin Durante and Jamie Loftus, the host of uh, one of my new favorite podcasts called The Bechtel Cast. So The Bechtel Test, if you don't know what that is, uh, I'm still new to learning what this is recently, it is um, a test within fictional television or movies where two female characters are speaking to each other, not about a male character. And I think there's extra points if they both have names. Now, that sounds like such an easy test. I swear, just pay attention to movies. Pay attention to television. Uh, Shows that I fucking love and think are just brilliant pieces of art and work don't even pass this test. It's kind of mind-blowing. And uh, so they have a really great podcast, which I fell in love with because it's uh, it's funny because both Jamie... Both Jamie and Caitlin are also comedians, so they have a really fun comedic take about uh, an important issue, but they, they, they do it really fun. Uh, they have a recent guest that we both share, uh, Sophia Benoit. You can go back and check out her episode on here, or more importantly, check out her episode about Runaway Bride. It's It's fucking fantastic. I absolutely loved it. I found out about this podcast through uh, the old Twitters, Follow Friday, and I want to sh- give a shout to the Cutaways podcast because they put us on a, a Follow Friday thing, and then I saw the name Bechtelcast. I was like, all right, I'll check that out, and then I ended up really liking it, and it turns out both Caitlin and uh, Jamie are people I would have loved to talk to regardless of the podcast. Caitlin is a comedian, screenwriter. She's um, also produces a show at the Nerd Melt Theater in Los Angeles called Luck of the Draw. And Nerd Melt is, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Nerdist podcast. You Made It Weird in that network is the pod, uh, she's also the program director of Nerd Melt. So right there, I was like, oh, that's fun. I, I, I'd like to talk to you about that. And then Jamie is a comedian. She's a journalist and also an animator. And I'm a fucking animated, I love animation. I love, uh, Old, from cartoons like Calvin and Hobbes types of animations to that stuff. Uh, I just think it's awesome. So I, I think they're both fascinating people in their own right and putting them together is great. And let me tell you how nice they are. Uh, I have put this on social media. I recently law- had a computer error and, in a uh, back <laughs> external hard drive error. I lost seven episodes and, uh, I definitely thought of quitting for a second. I didn't. And, uh, so of the seven episodes that were lost, one of them was uh, Jamie and Caitlin. I emailed everyone. All this, the guests that I emailed of the seven episodes I lost, everyone said yes to coming back. Two have been recorded. This is one of them. Uh, I think four of them are scheduled and two of them are just we're trying to hammer out a date. So for every single person who had, uh, was nice. So they were nice enough, A, to come on the show. And then to be like, I'm sorry I lo- your episode doesn't exist anymore, but you're welcome to do it again. They said yes, and we had a ton of fun. Uh. We we talk about all this stuff that makes them interested in a lot of TV and and some weird job stuff. Uh, 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 Caitlin's got some weird stories about some production company for like. Make sure you follow the Bechtel cast on Twitter at Bechtelcast. Uh, Caitlin on Twitter is at Caitlin Durante. Her website is Caitlandurante Make sure you follow Jamie uh, on Twitter, who has possibly the best Twitter handler of all time hamburger phone and her website is com. of course if you can't remember any of this stuff it'll all be on the core temp arts network website it will be uh I'll put them in the show notes and just go download the Bechtel cast give them uh, give myself and them an old itunes review uh, there's someone on there who gave them a weird review about their about their lack of knowledge or too much shit talking on uh steampunk and go find that that's just a funny read and myself as always find me on twitter facebook instagram at let's chat podcast and just thank you to jamie and caitlin for being so fucking cool and not only to do the show but to do it twice i i am still blown away that all those people said yes so this will be the first of that installment of episodes that i lost Well, anyway let's get to it Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of
1: Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Popped This Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com. The now I'm in the cause I tight. Time to get
0: paid, Blow up like the world trade. It was it was funny this morning. Like I, I refreshed my feed and I saw you guys. Uh, you had a new episode up, and it was uh, Sophia Benoit, who's been on this show. So I was like, "Oh my god, small world!"
1: Sophia's the best. We went to Chuck E. Cheese with her last weekend.
0: Oh no way! She was I, she was one of those just people I followed on Twitter, and every time I was like. You're really funny on Twitter, which is a really hard thing to do. Like, there's certain people, like Rob Delaney, is one of those people, who like in that short period they could actually make a full constructed joke, which is really hard. And, no. she, and then no. Jamie's cool. very good at it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you,
0: you're, who, I forgot. I'm sorry if I forgot who it was, but someone, one of you had a post yesterday. It was like something about any guy who never made me come is under arrest.
1: Oh, <laughs> that was me. That was <laughs>
0: Oh, thank, that was beautiful. It made me laugh so hard. I just like, I was like looking at that work. I was like, I can't talk about this right now. <laughs> thank you both so much. So I'll, I'll put up, up in the intro too. But so we had recorded like what, maybe like two weeks ago or something. No. And then everything went wrong on my end and I lost a bunch of episodes and you both were nice enough to say, yeah, we'll come back, which you did not have to. So thank you.
1: Oh, you're uh, welcome. It's immensely. It's just that we recreate the conversation exactly how it happened before. So yeah, good luck in the past.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I kind of remember, we probably didn't talk about anything of importance, which is usually like how the show works.
1: <laughs> we talked about like New England's crime quite a bit.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I... <laughs> we don't need to revisit it. Why <laughs> <laughs> would well, yeah, talk yeah. about the Boston Strangler. Yeah. Wait, have you listened to that podcast? No, no, not yet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's a really good podcast about the Boston Strangler on Earwolf. Oh, fun!
0: Is it real? Like, it's a real thing?
1: Yeah, it's like an investigative podcast. I didn't know oh, that's fun. that.
0: Ever. Did I, cause I was just thinking of The Office when they had the Scranton Strangler, so I was wondering if they're like ripping that oh. off. <laughs> I, I need to
1: revisit The Office. I feel like I've,
0: don't I don't know. I I just watched the American version. Uh, the seasons after Steve Carell left, I quit and um. And then I watched them again for the first time. The season after he leaves sucks, and then the last season, season nine, kind of gets some of its charm back. So it's definitely worth revisiting just for season nine.
1: Yeah, yeah. I dropped off right around that time where when he was when Crow was leaving, and then I never went back and revisited.
0: It's it's you, you can live without it. I mean, I even honestly, I think it jumps the shark before he even left. It's there a- were some real episodes that were just garbage before he left, and some were great, but there were some were just like, come on, you're better than this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I quit when Jim and Pam got married. I'm like, well, this is all I was waiting for, apparently. Yeah, it I think kinda, I'm done. It got boring after that. I'm done. Yeah. I was like, you're having a baby? Well, I assumed you might. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And they were annoying after that. Like, Pam's character changed, which I like, I like, but not in a good way. They Somehow, they they found a way to make her kind of unlikable.
1: I don't think people should change ever. <laughs>
0: no, especially <laughs> right. in TV shows, yeah. right?
1: right? Right, yeah. About
0: character arcs, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've I been thinking about um, when we talked, and then your podcast, the the Bechtel cast. Uh, but I've been rewatching Boy Meets World. I don't know if that's something I should admit to. <laughs>
1: oh wait, <laughs> where do
0: you find it? So I have this illegal app called Showbox.
1: <laughs> okay. That
0: the nice man at Verizon put on, like I think they were trying to sell us a tablet, and he like put on a bunch of illegal apps on there for us. <laughs> so he gave us like Spotify, like. Beta, I don't know, but somehow I, I, I don't know that stuff well, but so I've been str- watching it illegally on that. And um, that is a show that almost never, if at all, passes the Bechtel cast test. See, now I'm going to confuse the two. <laughs> it never passes your podcast.
1: Yeah, well, that makes sense, which is weird because, like, Topanga, well, as I recall, Topanga is a feminist, but it's in the earlier seasons, especially, but it is framed as being annoying.
0: Yeah, and then Angela comes in, and then the redhead yeah. roommate comes in at some point.
1: There was uh, when I, when I was little, I th- we were probably nine or ten years old. All my cousins and I restaged the Boy Meets World Halloween episode in my backyard, and we charged I think five dollars. <laughs>
0: <Did laughs> the scream know? episode.
1: My neighbors came. Yeah, uh-huh. they were so nice. Uh, yeah, like the episode where everyone dies, and there's that part where. Someone gets stabbed in the head with a pencil, and they're like, we'll always remember how tall he was. Anyways, amazing <laughs> production. We have it on tape.
0: <laughs> well, it's, it's funny, too, Jamie. I was thinking about you a little bit because I've been, with all my Boy Meets World watching, I'm sure you get this all the time, there's a ton of wrestlers and wrestling references throughout the series.
1: Yeah, there is. I and, and I wasn't able to appreciate it at the time.
0: Like, Mankind was just in a College Years episode last night. Wait, am like, <laughs> yeah, like way late season
1: because we're here
0: to talk about Boy Meets World. But like, do you remember? The, I remember the episode with Frankie stacchino? His father was a wrestler, and Frankie. there's like
1: oh oh yeah that oh I I loved Frankie. I was like Frankie's gonna make someone so happy someday. <laughs> as, as someone who is not does not remember Boy Meets World very well and doesn't know anything about wrestling. I have nothing to contribute to this conversation.
0: <laughs> so, I would think of one of the two at least. Like at least, boy meets well, world. You never saw boy meets world? Boy
1: meets world, but I don't. I I probably I watched the earlier seasons. Like when they got older and like were in like late high school and college and stuff. I I didn't care about it anymore. I was too busy watching. I don't even know. I had graduated to um, very cool movies by that point. Oh. Hey, Taylor extremely cool. <laughs> I meant to text you on the way here. I, I woke up really early today for some reason at like 6 a.m. And I started working and then I started watching American Psycho and I literally fell asleep during American Psycho. Oh, no. Which I think is, I think I finally lost it. I think that was the sign. If you could fall asleep during the movie. You're <laughs> <laughs> an actual. Wait. Bed. Have you seen it before? Uh, once. No. But then I saw it on a playlist on my HBO app for, hey, have you seen the cast of Big Little Lies in this movie? <laughs> and I was like, I love Big Little Lies. Is uh, that show good? It's the best show I've ever seen in my entire life. What? <laughs> okay, that's that's hyperbole. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love it so much. It's very good. Reese Witherspoon shines. Nicole Kidman is fine.
0: Is it like good, bad or, ba- or like actually good?
1: No, it's actually good. Um, okay,
0: cause there's like a level. I mean, I'm clearly talking about Boy Meets World, so I don't know where my taste <laughs> goes. I like good shows too, I promise. I'm like a TV snob, but that show has a place in my heart for some reason.
1: Like, it, it I didn't think I was going to like it, and it was marketed kind of weird, but I yeah. so good. Yeah, the
0: marketing is terrible. I, that's why I never watched it. It just looks stupid. Right.
1: It looks like uh, you're just like, oh, great, three gorgeous white women, but also three gorgeous white women. And Zoe Kravitz and Laura Dern, for some reason, they do not put on the billboards like morons. Yeah, no, I like.
0: Really, Laura, Laura Dern's <laughs> such
1: a catch. Laura Dern is hairy. I mean, well, they're just all passive aggressive rich mommies, which is bizarrely appealing in this context.
0: I like watching shows uh, where I kind of hate the characters. Like, I like the show Girls a lot because of that.
1: Yeah. I did start watching, is it weird that I like, I enjoy girls, but I also feel like deeply ashamed that I enjoyed girls? (laughs) No, I think that's probably the best response. I like hate watched it for several seasons and then I finally just gave up on it because I, I find those characters so profoundly horrible that I couldn't continue. And then Broad City came out and I was like, oh, this is a much better version of this. Like,
0: oh, it's actually funny.
1: Yeah, funny like women living in New like young millennial women living in New York like trying to make a go of it. I just think Broad City is much more my. It's more. It's. I mean, they're very tonally different and different in other ways, but um, like a Broad City appeals to me so much more than Girls. I don't know. Broad City lost me after a few, but I also just like have a deep hatred of slacker comedy. Oh, I see. Um, Really? Yeah, I do. I'm like, get a job. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I think it's just because I.
0: Is that don't. the Brockton in you?
1: I think so. Yeah, I think I have the spirit of a Russian steelworker. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, get a job. This is not funny to me. So you hate <laughs> the Big Lebowski then? Probably. I don't like the Big Lebowski. I don't like. Workaholics. I don't like any workplace comedy where people aren't working very hard. <laughs> that's I think that's that's an
0: interesting point.
1: Leslie Huff works extremely hard, yeah. very hard. Work, yeah, I respect her. I don't respect any slackers. <laughs> I wow, I feel like my blood pressure is insane in right now. I don't respect slackers. Everyone should work hard, or they should, you know, go home.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting point because I've I've had. Um, I think I grew up, I would say like middle, middle, middle class. I don't know whatever, you know, middle class, but probably a little bit more closer to the upper echelon of it compared to others. But like I had friends who grew up like actually poor, which is and and um same thing. They just hate those types of movies where they can't just like it's almost like when you see someone that you has an opportunity that you could th- 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 thrive at and you don't have it offered to you. You just kind of get mad at them. Like your father gave you that job. Your mother gave you the job. Fuck you.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, there's such inherent anger.
0: <laughs> and uh, you grew up in Brockton, from what I know about it, and that makes sense. If you, I, I don't know your parents' income base, but just Brockton is that kind of town.
1: Yeah, people in Brockton don't like slacker comedies. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. They, like, <laughs> they, they like Adam Sandler movies, though, so what does that say? I, what? I just imagine that they, those are the type of people who love the Adam Sandler movies that I stopped that, watching.
1: Yeah. That's true. There wasn't there's a scene of That's My Boy that was filmed under a bridge in Brockton, which all the townspeople took great pride in. Pride.
0: I don't even know which Adam Sandler movie that is.
1: It's the one with Andy Sandberg for some reason. Yeah, I don't know about that movie either. Yeah. Uh through the Sandberg press team has really <laughs>
0: <laughs> That dude man, he made Hot Rod and still got to make more movies.
1: People love hot rod though. I never saw
0: it. I I saw it, and I I don't know if I don't call myself a snob of comedy, but I, I like to think I have pretty good taste. I saw that movie, and I was like, "This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life." Yeah, I never watch it again.
1: I didn't like it, but I know many people whose opinions I tend to respect love that movie and think it's so funny. Yeah, I don't People do adore it. that movie. Um, I thought really? Star was a much funnier movie. I didn't. Which see one? Fun- do people, oh, slack off? Do people slack off? In no, that movie? People, people are very hardworking. <laughs> <laughs> I think that maybe I just uncovered a new prejudice I have. No slackers, no slackers, no slackers,
0: no steam fun. Well, that, yeah, but I, I feel that way sometimes too. Though when I'm not, especially now, I think when I went to I went I got a sociology degree, and so like I think once my lens of that started, I would start watching TV, and like I'm sick of watching like privileged white guy TV shows. Am I like kind of over that thing part of my life? And I guess I feel that way too. With like, yeah. like there's certain movies or something. I'm like, just get a job, you fucking assholes. This is stupid.
1: There, <laughs> Don't you know there's
0: real problems out there?
1: <laughs> and that's not to say. I feel like I should say that. It, that's not to say, like for most of girls. Everyone's living off their parents, and no one ever has a job. But I feel like at least the characters are like punished for it, and we and they make. And, like, they're made out to be like, wow, these people are dumb. They don't know what they're doing.
0: Oh, and I love when I, – I, I think I, I pinpoint this the other day. I was talking to my wife. I think the thing about Lena Dunham, who I respect, um, the thing I find the most annoying about her is her high-pitched voice, and I think that's part of why she gets so much shit. And then there are times she just says shit. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you?
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I – I do like her. Versus better shows, but I do like it um i know i wish i I liked it i would like i am in support of like a predominantly woman cast like i like that idea but i just they pick just the most annoying entitled awful white women to highlight in that show and it's like who cares i do not care about your struggle which is barely a struggle yeah. I, yeah. I, I
0: live in the most expensive city in the country. It's so hard. But yeah, you ever notice there's no black people in that show?
1: Yeah. Well, that's in hard. New York City. I have a theory that friends and uh, girls take place in the same version of New York. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, that
0: that could work. You know, because friends used to do that too with like ER and Mad About You. Like they would have like crossover.
1: Hmm.
0: So right. I'm sure you could probably write that essay pretty easily.
1: That, oh man, Jezebel, where's the contact?
0: Yeah, what what is that like? Uh, the Westpalt theory. You ever read about that?
1: No, what is that?
0: It's that all television takes place in the autistic boy from St. Elsewhere's mind. What? <laughs> I, I swear to you, yeah, you can go online. It's like the Westpalt theory, and someone like tracks every actor in every TV show and makes a connection how they're all how all television is in that kid's brain. It's
1: oh, I really like I'm that. I'm not <laughs> familiar with that character so i'd have to right wait what is it saying elsewhere
0: saying elsewhere, elsewhere which is something that, some, a show i never saw i think it's from like the 70s but the big reveal at the end is the whole show took place in an autistic boy's mind it's about a hospital <laughs> it has like a young denzel washington is on it like it's old <laughs> oh, it's really right. old I, recognize it. I watched
1: the denzel washington episode of biography recently <laughs> um i do they make an allusion to that in community with abed like isn't there an episode yes. or like multiple like a running joke where yeah he's he like, does
0: a, a, yeah he does that whole episode with Stephen Tobolowsky about who's the boss and it's kind of like a playoff of that
1: oh yeah 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 I
0: remember that the one just, Community is like one of my favorite TV shows of all time like I got so obsessed when that was on
1: I didn't finish it I uh, I didn't you
0: don't, you don't need to
1: I didn't see the season that was on Yahoo but I watched it, it.
0: wasn't great.
1: Seasons 1 through 3 are pretty much I feel like the only things that really need to I have never seen, seen Oh my god! but I have seen all of Grace and Frankie twice <laughs> I couldn't get
0: through it I just kept falling asleep Same thing. <laughs> but it's a good show I mean I love Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda and Martin Sheen and Sam Waters and those beautiful bushy eyebrows
1: there, there are in in it right? Yeah,
0: yeah. and um, what's the blonde? June Diane Raphael is that her? No,
1: uh, is her? Yes, everyone in okay. the show. shines. Brooklyn uh, Decker is in it. Oh yeah, she's fine. I confuse her with a lot of other people, but she's fine. Being fine to Shine. She's wonderful, and that's all. Yeah, it's
0: I'm a, it was a really good show. I wish I just I don't know what happened. You know, there's too much there TV. there. Chance.
1: Yeah, you gotta I watch. You gotta watch the whole it. series twice. That's the thing. <laughs> That and yeah. the Virgin, you got to watch the whole thing twice. I might have what been. was the other one? <laughs> Jane the Virgin, that's like my favorite show. Is that good?
0: Because I love CW, like unabashedly. I watch like seven or third programs, so maybe I should just go through all of them.
1: It's the only CW show that I watch, but it's like the most tightly written show ever. Like it's so it's so great.
0: You guys don't watch iZombie? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, so I know it has the dumbest name. I promise you, it's if you ever come around it, it's really good. It's by the people who made Veronica Mars, so it's more, it, 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 it's very strongly resemblance to uh, Veronica Mars, and it's not too zombie heavy because I don't like zombies. I don't watch Walking Dead. I don't do anything zombie related. But it's just like a really good detective show. And then the second season, it turned into more of a comedy. It like, gets really funny. Like it's a good drama with some solid jokes. I think you'd be surprised. I feel like my life's mission is to make sure everyone watches High Zombie.
1: Good. Um, although I so I I had been recommended Veronica Mars like several mm-hmm. times over the years that I would really like it and I I watched the pilot and granted like the pilot's usually the worst episode of any show but mm-hmm. I just like could not get on board with it and then I just,
0: and it's dated so that could be kind of hard yeah like to watch a dated pilot on top of that mm-hmm. is yeah. like sometimes it's like like my brother won't watch Sopranos because like they're like bootlegging like. VHS players. <laughs>
1: oh, right. I, who cares. See, I, have, like... I haven't seen the surprise, but I... So, like, we both work from home, so I have, like, TV playing in the background all day, every day while I make cartoons. It's the best life ever. Uh, but there... Uh, I, I tried to re-watch, like, the first season of Mad Men, and I was surprised because I watched that show, like, I think it was, like, 14 or 15 when it came out, and I loved it. And it was... So frustrating to watch this time around. Like the forty-five Don Draper monologues about the importance of advertising in literally every episode, (laughs) audibly like, why another? There's so many monologue breaks, and then he cheats on his wife. That is that entire show—a monologue, Uh and then he cheats on his wife. Yeah, I couldn't get past season three of that show. It's very hard for me to get into TV. I can't get into dramas like TV dramas because
0: me neither. I mean, it's Rare. Just,
1: just the episodes are double the length, and it's just such an investment of time. And I just I like like one. I'll watch one or two seasons, and then like I didn't finish Breaking Bad. I I didn't, didn't finish get, yeah. Dexter. You know? Well, Dexter,
0: you don't need to finish.
1: Yeah. I think, Did yeah. you
0: ever do Good Girls Revolt? Because that's only one season, and it's like Mad Men, but good.
1: No, but um, one show that I did watch all the way through that I love, uh, despite the fact that it has not a shred of comic relief, because usually if I'm into a drama, it's because it has like a decent amount of comic relief, and I'm like, okay, it's still like funny. But Battlestar Galactica, no really? comic relief. Great show. Watched, yeah, I've heard
0: that's really good.
1: The ending, but yeah, I watched uh, The Crown, and really, I'm a, I'm a head. I'm a crownhead. I really enjoyed
0: The Crown. Uh, that was too slow for me. I I hate I
1: have, I have a
0: really weird niche where I hate British time periods.
1: Oh, really? okay. So I love British yeah. TV, like TV drama. Yeah, my
0: my wife loves it. My yeah. My brother is convi- my dad's my my grandfather was from London like and got his like visa when I was like in third grade, so we feel like there's some maybe some animosity that my dad had towards his father that passed down to make us hate British things. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I I think I'm going through a royal phase because The Crown really just like hit me just the right way. It was
0: great. it's funny because I know we're talking so much TV, but you both you have a wonderful movie uh, podcast called yeah, the... Talk
1: About Movies. I don't know
0: anything about movies, so I, but that but I. I know some, which I like about your your podcast, the Bechtel Cast, is like someone who knows a ton about film, or someone like me who's more like a casual watcher. You got you two are able to kind of walk that line of like deconstruct it, keep it funny, and but not like self righteous, annoying film people.
1: Thank you, oh, thank you. We don't
0: like this. Uh, but there's a lot of steampunk talk, according to that one iTunes review. I remember talking about that, right?
1: Oh my wow. <laughs> yeah, god! Yeah, you never should have told us about that. We went off on a we railed the episode, but like we addressed it on one of our episodes, and then I don't uh, know if I heard that one. Jamie, well, no, it, I, don't, I don't. It's know either not come out well. yet, but I, I also edited a good chunk of it out uh, because Jamie got I uh, too far. violent. I went with too it. far. <laughs> I, I went too far. We recorded two episodes in one day, and I went off in both of them. <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs> I respect it.
1: <laughs> oh i think it'll be it'll it be bad for business if i keep throwing up this the steampunk but i feel so strongly about it it's hard i think you just talk about it in therapy and then uh well, they'll
0: never hear it on this one they're never going to listen to this one so feel right. free to sh- well, shit on whoever wrote whoever cool. writes a bad podcast review what the fuck is your problem like know, just don't just don't write it it's just that easy
1: just stop listening i know yeah turn we, it off we have a few Bechtel heads there's that guy who makes YouTube videos of the clips of the show yeah that's fun
0: really that's really cool have yeah. Some fans
1: yeah we have fans we have a fan we have a singular fan <laughs> we have a fan base it's just one fan I call that's it, stuff though from Flight of the Concord there, <laughs> I have not seen Flight of the Concord oh my god it's, oh yeah oh yeah, so you though. yes yeah. Yeah. oh I oh, loved yeah. it um oh, is, it? oh uh, is Swim Punk about someone stalking Swim, swim fan, swim fan, swim <laughs> fan. Oh, swim fan is about yeah. It's actually not that we we just released an episode about single white female, and when I was watching that movie, it oh, that conjured the memory of swim fan because I was like this is kind of similar. I said um, someone was swim fanning me yesterday, and I think that I was using it in the wrong context.
0: <laughs> is swim fan like? Is that before like internet? Is what it was now?
1: It was... uh like pre-911. 9/11. No, I have no idea. No, no it's... Uh, I <laughs> actually,
0: think you're right. I think no, you're right.
1: I think it came out very early 2000s, maybe like 2001 or 2002, so it might be pre-911. I was just... That was a dumb joke for me to make. It's not important what relation it has to 9-11, but... Um, <laughs> That's what towers
0: are in every shot and you didn't notice. Uh,
1: I interned um, at a production company after college where the, where the producer was one of the producers on Swimfan. So she had like all these swim fan posters all around her office. And I'm just like, no one, like no one saw that movie but me. And also it wasn't a good movie. Like it is not like, I think if you just like went up to her, the average person on the street and like, Hey, do you know what swim Fan is? And would are like, Nope. So it's just like, it's not in anyone's, awareness of anything man I was i thought that that was going to be a great reference and <laughs> i was just like stop swim fanning me but i guess that that's not something in the vernacular well, well yeah no it's not in like the cultural lexicon right
0: are you guys gonna do an episode about it
1: no about like no, that movie probably not <laughs> i think we should do an episode on american psycho just because that's oh, really I- fun especially because it was directed by a woman I did not know that. I fell asleep so fast. (laughs) Um, I love American Psycho. I think it's a terrific and hilarious movie. It's like a very, 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 very dark comedy. It's, I think that's classified as like a horror slacker movie. Right. I mean, there's like, yeah, there's a lot of, it is weird because I don't care for Brett Eats and Ellis or really that entire like literary 80s brat, frat pack. Yeah. Um, but I I like American Psycho. Have you ever read the book? I have, yes. The book is, I think, even funnier than the movie. The like, book, the book is. is so it's so much more graphic in the violence that it describes, but it's also so funny. <laughs> I it did a paper on it in uh, college. So. Brayden Braden is one of those weird authors, uh, kind of like Jonathan Franzen for me, where I'm just like ugh, but also I respect your work. Mm read uh, that's a fair assessment you're fine yeah <laughs> I've, i bought i bought purity against all in spite of the fact that i talked a lot of shit about purity i i bought a copy of it for one dollar from the silver lake library cool wait so. you bought a book from a library yeah, Silver Lake Library has an amazing little bookstore and they, they sell like I think books that the library is trying to cycle out. Oh um. Yeah.
0: And then they that's how they can and then they, they use that money to go right back to the library.
1: Oh cool. It's awesome I live across
0: the street from a library so I go, and then so I go there all the time. They have DVDs.
1: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a reg at Silver Lake Library. I feel like I think that I go there enough now that I have my own table. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm flanked by old men watching DVDs all day, but I think I have my own table.
0: Have you. I don't know that this is where you are, your library, but do you ever see, like, when people are looking at pornography on the computers? It's always really uncomfortable.
1: I think. Well, my old men really do strictly watch DVDs, as far as I know, but I. They
0: they haven't caught up to the internet.
1: I don't care to know. Also, I don't. I can't take out any books because I. Took out nine books once and then I just never brought them back. And I think, and it's been long enough now that I, I think that they're mine. And so I'm just never going to get any more books from there.
0: <laughs> you showed them.
1: I guess so. I have a copy of Capote now. Yep. <laughs> um, nope. Say, I, um, I go to my branch, my local branch of the Ooh. library. What's your branch? Ooh. The Los Feliz ah. Library, um, which I know is. So there's. debate on how to pronounce this neighborhood in Los Angeles. If you speak Spanish, the word is, uh, police. Obviously, like, uh, that was a very butchered American pronunciation of it. But it's not called Los Feliz. It's called Los Files. Very confusing for you, for everyone. Um, but anyway, so the neighborhood, from what I understand, is called Los Files. Mm -hmm. Unimportant. But, um... That's my library, and uh, I should be getting more books and reading more books, uh, but I don't do that. I just borrow DVDs all the time, um, so I can watch. That's
0: got to be their bread and butter, right? DVDs.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's
0: how I watch Sopranos. I got it from the library. and Veronica Mars. Yeah. And then I got Netflix, and then Game Changer.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. A, you're both. Uh, you're both comedians as well, and.
1: Yeah, it's true. I did a set last night. Brag. With uh I'm gonna continue to brag. Do it. Uh John Mullaney was on the show. Whoa. Bob Odenkirk was on the show. What show is it? Dimitri Martin was on the show. Uh it was Rabbit Hole. Oh nice. Yeah, I put so like cool. I booked myself on my own show that I produce. So You're a very sensitive
0: person. I know. I love this. Wait, I Kayla, you're you're the uh the program director for Nerd Melt, so like you're able to do that like and yeah. imagine you must be performing with some pretty awesome fucking people, like you just yeah. said. Like, I know all of those people. Not, perso- <laughs> so, not personally.
1: <laughs> so, I'm the program director of Miramount, but I don't book most of the shows. In, in, okay. Meaning, like, I don't book the comics on most of the shows. Like, people will pitch me show ideas, and then I say, like, yay or nay, whether or not they can, like, go up in the space. But, um, oh, I see. Most of those shows have their own independent producer, and they book their own comics. So, I don't, like, I'm not, like, pulling the strings. For most of the show's lineups but I do book Rabbit Hole with Jay and Rory which is Rory Scoville and Jay Larson hosting it and uh, it's, it's the show that took over for the Meltdown with Jonah and Camille, which mm-hmm. is a show that was also on Comedy Central check it out um, but so they left and that like weekly Wednesday spot was open so we um, started up this new show and they brought me on as a producer and we've been doing it since um, late November of 2016. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, it's been a few months already. So um, I waited a little while, and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to put myself on this show. So I did. <laughs> and um, I was going to wait for really? my birthday, which falls oh, on a Wednesday this year. But then I was like, no. Are you doing a birthday show again this year? Mm-hmm. I don't think so, um, because I don't think there's anything up there on the calendar. So yeah. I'm just going to probably get drunky. Um, so, you're invited to that. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, so I've been producing this show, and it's really fun. I did a set last night. I got a new tape out of it, so mm-hmm. I think I think it'll be a good tape. I th- my set went pretty well, and it was a sold out crowd. so like um, you know people laughed and oh, yeah. Are you
0: in charge of like the podcast booking stuff there too, or is that like a whole separate That's entity? A whole
1: separate thing. I have nothing to do with. Uh, the-
0: you got you two record your show there, right? That's we do, true. but we're
1: not on the network we are not on the network. Which right? Which is a very, we constantly have to be clarifying. Yeah. We're like, don't worry. <laughs> no one cares
0: about us. Because yeah. <laughs> no. I started recognizing like, the, the name you guys referred to, the sound engineer. I'm like, that's yeah, the dude from <laughs> You Aristotle. Made It
1: Weird. Aristotle. Aristotle. Shout out to Aristotle. We love Aristotle, Aristotle so deep. much. Someday we're even going to get him to hang out with us. We've got, I feel like every week we get closer yeah,
0: yeah. Right. because like Pete, Pete will always call him out, or Katie or Katie. See, yeah, it's weird. I listen to some like you made it weird and Nerdist like a ton for all these years. Like I know I don't know these people, but like there's that weird like familiarity oh, like I you have with know them.
1: them. Yeah, there's Katie Aristotle and Kyle. Kyle does like um, the Jackie and Lori show. If you remember. yeah,
0: yeah, he says he's pretty. And then, Kyle, you know, Kyle's been on here. Right.
1: Oh um, yeah, Kyle. You know.
0: Super. Kyle. <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird. Too. I think that was like, hey man, I know you don't. Know me, but I think I know you. (laughs) I had some laughs. Uh,
1: But yeah, so they all handle that stuff separately, but Aristotle was nice enough to to volunteer to... to An actual angel. Sometimes Caitlin and I will text about how much we love him, and then sometimes we'll put it in the group text. (laughs) But either way, it's a constant uh, Aristotle love fest. I mean,
0: so much of like, the comedy scene, I I would imagine LA because I've never been there. But like uh, all the comedians that I like and that like the world that you're in, it seems to be Nerd Melt. It's like the place to be. So that must be kind of fun being able to perform and go there all the, and be a part of it.
1: Yeah, it's great. Um, I love working there. Uh, it's the first time I've had a job where I'm like not embarrassed to say what I do. <laughs> <laughs> do
0: do, do <laughs> You guys want? Can we talk about embarrassing jobs? I'm sure we all have had a few. Not
1: there, yeah. Again, there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well. Two, okay, two jobs. I can't remember if we talked about this before, but two jobs I had at the same time. Post-college, I was like 23. I worked as a Hooters delivery driver. Yeah. And it was- <laughs> Don't worry. I-, I didn't know Hooters
0: delivered. And now did you have to wear the same outfit as the waitresses or you guys are just oh, like
1: – So this is my favorite story to tell. So I I lived in New York for a year, and then I moved back to State College, Pennsylvania, which is where I went to uh, college. That's where uh, Penn State is. And I was just like, all right, I'm going to just live here. I'm going to pay cheap rent. I'm going to just get a crappy job and just, like, 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 plan my next move, which ended up being moving to Boston. But I thought I was going to move back to New York City. Anyway, not important. Um, So I was like, I just need, like, a crappy job to just, like, pay the bills until I can, like, figure out what my next step is. So I went on Craigslist, and I was like, I'm just going to get, like, a pizza delivery job. And I saw that Hooters was hiring delivery drivers. And I was like, that's amazing. I have That's an amazing bad job. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's fun to pursue a bad job just because you're like, this is going to be so interesting. Yeah. It was amazing. And I... I've been working on like jokes about it for years. Like some, it's I like I have a I have I tell like I talk about it on stage and I'm like still trying to polish this joke. But anyway, like just the thought of delivering food from a restaurant that no one goes there for the food is obviously hilarious. Did were there a lot of orders or was it a lot? There's more than you would think. That's so weird. I guess that that would be a, a good hack if you're like. What is a restaurant that probably has very fast delivery times? Because why would you get delivery from it? Right. I think that's why I would get delivery from Hooters. Yeah. Have you ever been to the Hooters Open, mic? No. Oh. But I want to go sure. and, like, talk about my experience oh, as a you Hooters should. delivery driver. Yeah. But, um... I'm trying to <laughs> start in, like, a mic at Oh, my God. <laughs> Amazing. We have to be clean material on, <laughs> but, Yeah, only clean. But, um... So, yeah, I was delivering for Hooters, and... I, I ended up – so they hired me as the only woman and then, like, ten, like, hulking men, like, these giant dudes. And they all either got fired or quit, and it was down to, like, me and one other guy. They clearly didn't anticipate hiring any women because the uniform for the drivers was just, like, a giant orange T-shirt. Uh, oh. So I had to wear this – I, like, looked like a Tibetan monk, like <laughs> – mis- <laughs> food. but yeah that's the first question i pictures? always ask i don't no! I, like, I had this shirt for a while and then i was like i don't i was like fuck hooters and their sexist establishment and oh. i gave it to goodwill but i'm so upset that i didn't keep my hooters uniform. oh my god that would be amazing <laughs> they're um yeah i love that like or like sinister sounding jobs i did that was why i worked at playboy for a year I was like, this is gonna sound like a hard left. This yeah. would be fun to. This is an easy conversation to have with people and, without revealing anything about myself, and it was for a long
0: time. What did you do for Playboy?
1: Uh, I was a research editor there, so I I, I worked on, on the magazine and did like the journalism side of stuff and fact checked stories.
0: Was this when they were doing the nudes, or when there were no nudes?
1: Oh, I was there uh, for almost the duration of the non-nude era, which is over now. <laughs> they oh, I know, to- that was quick. I was catching up with one of my old coworkers, and she's like, "We're back to nudes. Who knows what's going on? Like, it's uh, it's a weird place to have worked for." I was I, I wrote a little bit about it yesterday um, on International Women's Day Ooh. because last year when I was still there. I attempted to write an International Women's Day piece for Playboy.com, and it was a nightmare. And it just ended up with me getting into a fight with a bunch of editors and an embarrassing piece with my name on it on that website.
0: That's pretty great, and, and they do have. I am mean, I don't read Playboy at all. Even when I was like younger, I remember thinking it was kind of dumb. But they're always no-
1: it's like, I mean. We don't need to get into it. There are good stories, which everyone's been saying since the beginning of time. But yeah, it...
0: but by the time I was old enough, I could find good stories elsewhere.
1: Yeah, exactly. There are other and, books.
0: <laughs> and this, there's no way to sound this without sounding like sexist. But I was, it was never the the people I was looking at naked weren't the people in Playboy. Like I always yeah. saw it was very artificial. Is that did that come off terrible?
1: No, I think that was like a very specific era of Playboy, like eighties and nineties. That was like yeah.
0: Where like women look fake and just right. no, it was just very. It was a very unnatural and not like insulting to someone who's like petite, but it was like the pe- the women in it were like it was just like so fake.
1: They could and, yeah, there's even at
0: like 13, I was like, this is just weird. I mean, I no one looks like I. I, I could even see it at 13, I was like, women aren't supposed to look like plastic. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, and there was like a weird porn star era. I don't know. I mean, I could talk about Playboy for days because I had to work in the archives a lot. But, like, if you go back to, like, the 60s and 70s, you see a lot of cubes, a lot of B-cups. You're like, now this is what I can connect.
0: This is what I came for.
1: Pubes <laughs> in, like, a field of lilacs. That's my shirt. That's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
0: it's true. Like, the older ones. Uh, yeah, I was at this used bookstore, and I found, like, an old Playboy. And, and like, it would have blo- was it black and white? I think it was. And I was like, oh, that's. It was weird how uh, the, the the type of model changed over the years.
1: That was like that's the Playboy I, I I enjoy and uh but the the good part about like the 80s and 90s era there is they would have themed spreads that it's like <laughs> that they were going through some sort of financial difficulty and they took accepted money and my two favorite ones are Women of Enron that's an amazing Playboy spread it literally is like the women with the largest breasts who worked at Enron at that time they did do. They did news at the Enron office. It was wild, mm-hmm. and then wow. and
0: somehow that's the least uh, immoral thing Enron did.
1: <laughs> it's <crazy>, great, <Right>? yeah. <laughs> it just it was peak Enron. I love it.
0: That's the, that's the least surprising part of their story.
1: <laughs> and, yeah. and then the other great spread there was women of Seven Eleven, and that was like it's unbelievable. Um, Is that exactly what I expect? well Seven Eleven employees in that case. But just, like, women straddling slurpy machines. And I asked my editor about it, like, were were we in dire straits? And he was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the women of Seven Eleven 11 spread.
0: Do you remember women of Walmart? And then all the Walmart employees gotten fired?
1: No. No. Oh. That.
0: Playboy did a women of Walmart. And then because Walmart's Christian, they fired the employees.
1: They, oh, I did no. not know that. That's so
0: Yeah. And of course, none of them looked like Walmart people. Not the Walmart I went to.
1: <laughs> uh, a, a site that I used to be obsessed with, which I'm now mm. ashamed of, is People Walmart. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I,
0: yeah, I think we all had that.
1: but um, man, it gave me a good laugh when I was, you know, uh, twenty or twenty-two. Oh, so so the other job that I had when I was a Hooters delivery driver, because I had to supplement my income because the, the we only delivered from like 5pm to 11pm so like and I worked part time anyways so like I had to get another job and my other job was I was the assistant to a talent scout who scouted for men to be in jerk off videos for a gay porn websites I didn't know that yeah. <laughs>
0: wow I want to know everything
1: unbelievable So how
0: does that talent get found
1: uh mostly Wordles? via uh ads on craigslist which i was responsible for writing the copy for
0: uh-huh did you how many awful photos did you have to see
1: a lot and we didn't request like dick pics but we got sent them anyway
0: a lot Yeah, but didn't you didn't you not you personally but doesn't that ad just ask for dick pics
1: basically although like we didn't necessarily specify like, depending on which section of Craigslist we posted, um, we couldn't specify exactly what the gig was. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. we just masked it as, like, a an entertainment opportunity or, like, get a, have a chance to be seen on camera kind of thing. Right. Um, but, and people then- come into
0: that surprise? Like, so, like, I've had one sketchy interview that did not involve me masturbating in front of anyone uh from (laughs) craigslist and i was like yeah but like what if some guy comes in there and then they're like all right we'll need you to masturbate like were they just like uh
1: well we didn't we only handled like the correspondent we would connect them with the uh actual production companies who were filming it so like we never actually met the people in person or anything like Hmm. that um, that would be an
0: awkward like blind date if you went on like a date with someone and recognized them from that job. Like, Ugh. oh wait, <laughs> yes, <laughs> a good
1: story. It's not quite that, but <laughs> so one of the so yeah, basically I just had to write a bunch of copy and then like write these Craigslist ads and uh, field the emails that I would get. And like the, the worst part about the job is that they were very racist. The like the production companies didn't want. Or like the the porn websites didn't want people of color, so I had oh my to like God. yeah it was horrible. You to profile people. Gay men it can be very racist. Um, yeah, <laughs> so no white white gay men uh do not. I mean I don't want to like you know make a sweeping generalization, but yeah so these a lot of these porn websites only wanted white dudes so. Uh, and but we also like we wanted like very buff like rip six pack guys because um, that's the type of people they wanted to see jerking off. So we had to advertise for like really hot bodies and stuff like that. And the white guys who wrote me didn't have good bodies. The black guys who wrote me had great bodies. And did you meet like, anyone? No, I didn't meet oh, anyone. Oh wait, they were gay. Wait, that was like well the thing. So <laughs> they they were for gay, they were for gay porn websites, but most of the people that we scouted were straight guys oddly enough so um anyway so i had this job after i lived in new york city and when i was in new york i went on a date with a guy who was like yeah i'm an actor i'm a model um blah blah blah. we met on okcupid i think or Mm match.com and we went on one date and he was the most boring person i'd ever met in my entire life to the point where like i left after like an hour i was like this is boring this guy is so stupid and then he kept calling me for a while and I would just ignore him because he was just uh, such a boring wretched person Ooh. but he was very handsome which is why I went on a date with him in the first place because I'm very shallow uh, but he he was like very good looking so when I was doing this helping with this scouting thing I was like I actually I met a guy in New York he like fits the mold of what we're looking for he's very white he was very buff and he was very attractive. So we, maybe we went to reach out to him. He said he was a model. Like, maybe he would be into this. So I Googled his phone number to see if we could find, like, a, what, uh, an email address for him so that we could email him. And what came up when I Googled his phone number was, like, all these different profiles advertising him as a gay for paid male prostitute. Oh. <gasps> so <laughs> yeah so I was like oh perfect he'll definitely won't mind jerking off on a camera <laughs> for this so uh we emailed him and he never wrote back uh, he you? also didn't know that it was me emailing him but um but that is yeah so but basically I, I had I went on a date with a uh, male prostitute unknowingly and I love it I don't think I've ever been on a date with someone interesting in my entire life <laughs> that's pretty amazing There was I did
0: not get ahead of that story so that is that going to end up in your act at some point that was brilliant
1: yeah I, I used to do a story about it or I used to tell a joke about it um, I need to like clean just not clean it up but like polish it up and like make it a funnier joke or a better story but yeah I used to I yeah I would tell it on stage sometimes I, that reminds me of another weird, like, having to profile people for your job kind of story from when I was at Playboy. We would have, um I'm sure they still haven't, but uh, there were, like, bi-weekly parties that were sort of mandatory for us to go to, and it would be, like, two hours on a Thursday. And so, like, i it sucked because, you know, like, I'm a comedian, and I would mostly just not do Thursday shows yeah. because of this, because people would get... Drunk, Like it was intense. And there would sometimes be women who wanted to be in the magazine invited. And sometimes they would wear bunny costumes. And sometimes they would give you food and drinks and try to charm you. (laughs) And sometimes we would have meetings later on about like, you know, so, or any of those, did anyone stand out to you? Any stars? And it was like, weird to be handed like, you know, egg rolls by and it's like oh you you want to get naked for us and so you're giving me an egg roll you know it was a weird transaction yeah. and so i i didn't really participate in that recommending any particular women that's
0: that is so strange i don't even know how to wrap my head around that
1: it <laughs> is a weird thing to have participated in maybe 20 or 30 times it was it was it was frequent
0: i can't imagine being the type of person who's like my goal is to play pose for playboy um uh, nothing weird. against it it's your choice just uh,
1: sure. and and i mean different. like a lot of women who, who do it are super nice uh that i've met and but it, it was just bizarre because they were all like my age mm-hmm. and like, handing me egg rolls it just felt wrong and <laughs> you're like the i'm
0: the gatekeeper to making I mean, so you can off uh, your body naked
1: organized it just like chinese food there would be a lot of chinese food sometimes there'd be pizza usually chinese food but there was an open bar there all day you know you could really like have your style food and i did i think i was developing a problem and then i and then uh i got fired so it's fine mm.
0: <laughs> that that saved you
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's the best thing that ever happened
0: and, and jamie i know i also see so you're also like an animator as well i want to make sure we touch on that because um oh, yeah. i'm uh, huge cartoon fanatic I feel like I watch more cartoons than actual live action uh,
1: yeah yeah I animate um, sort of all over the place the the consistent animations that I'm doing right now are for Cafe um, and that is like a newer comedy website it's, I think it's, as I understand that they just launched their website but um, it's mostly they have like a big Facebook and Twitter following and so I do a weekly cartoon for them called Boston PD, Zamboni Crimes Division, uh, which I'm, I'm working on one right now. It's just about, <laughs> it's so stupid, but uh, it's about two uh, officers, Officer Crimes and Officer Get on the ground, and every week they have some sort of Zamboni-related uh, trial and tribulation. It's so funny. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it Sometimes I get genuinely frustrated with myself with how stupid it is. But you know, it's I'm trying to develop canon. We do callbacks to previous episodes <laughs> today. Uh, the episode coming out today is about Officer crime's divorce and how and and what the role of Zambonis was in uh, dissolving his marriage. So, how long does it take you to make an episode? That? Those are pretty quick. Those take maybe a day, a day and a half. Wow. Because like the first one uh, took a long time because I had to draw out all the characters and all that stuff. But um, I, I, sort, I, I use a super simple style for that where I basically just make a background um, and it almost functions like an animatic where I'm just opening and closing the character's mouth, raising their yeah. eyebrows, and sometimes doing like a rocket power style. Like, oh, we're looking at this thing from the past or like there's just a word on screen. They don't take super long because if I did them, uh, correctly, I wouldn't be able to make one every week. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like, you, you're like, you're doing all the voices, and you're yes. like editing all that together, too. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like it would take a long time. It. Sometimes it does, but there's, yeah, I've sort of, it's kind of nice. It's the first weekly series I've done, so it's been useful to, like, develop shortcuts and figure out, I mean, it's all boring stuff, but it, it's been fun, and writing them takes I don't know if you could tell, right? it takes maybe 45 seconds. <laughs> it's, like, it's like so, so stupid and easy to do. they so just like, wow, you know, you just take a, a typical plot line of any television show and insert Zambonius. <laughs> it's very easy. Yeah,
0: I love it. I know you're both like comedians, but like probably like most artists, you have to have like multiple various outlets of like animation and writing and you work for nerd melt like do you think either of you ever want to make a go at just doing being a comedian or is that not in the the cards for you
1: i don't think i'm good enough or will be come good enough ever to like make it as a comic uh what i do want to do and what i actually like have confidence in my skills for is to write movies Mm -hmm. uh like write comedy features um I should be doing more of that it turns out it's very hard to write a screenplay um, <laughs> I've written four features and then I yeah but they're all on like first or second draft so like none of them are very good sure. um, and I developed like um, stories for two or three others but um yeah I wanna I want to be writing comedy films and I, I just like Hard to find the time, and also I am the worst person at having any self discipline. So oh, it's
0: I, so hard. It's so, so hard. hard.
1: I was very productive. I wrote most of the things that I wrote in grad school because I had deadlines, I had people holding me accountable for things. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote three features over the course of two years, plus like That's a amazing. pilot, plus two TV specs, plus a bunch of short films uh, on top of like all the like papers i had to write and all that stuff so i was very productive in grad school um just cuz i had i like there was a huge amount of tuition at stake and i was like oh, <laughs> if i don't do this i've wasted forty grand in one year so um, i was super so i think i don't know if i like need to take a class or just like pay someone to hold me accountable for deadlines cuz right. otherwise like i just cannot get anything done i also might need to start taking Adderall if anyone has a hookup. Oh my god, my mine moved! Mine moved to New York, my hookup. Oh no. Shit. I know. It was great. I would make her do, because I never, like, Adderall is maybe the hardest drug I've ever done. Yeah. Um, and also, <laughs> weed? Yeah. But I. It's I, not very hard. It's not the hard. Weed's not hard at all. It doesn't really affect me that much. Uh, but. I, uh, yeah, my only hookup, I would make her, we're, like, good friends, so I could just go and visit her, but I would make her act it out for me like it was a drug deal. <laughs> like, I'd call her and be like, come outside. Wear a, you got the stuff, We got the money. Wear a hoodie. <laughs> it was great. I can't wait for her to come back uh, for so many reasons. Because I've been trying to get an Adderall prescription for literally years, and every therapist I've ever had, it's like, absolutely not. It'll, it would be horrible for you. And I was like...
0: I would like some. <laughs> Please. That's so fun. It's so opposite because I work for a behavioral health company where I would deal with a lot of people with substance use disorder. And that's so opposite where usually it's like they're not even asking for it. And like, here's this narcotic you don't need. Yeah. So maybe the laws are different out there.
1: Uh, no, no, It's I genuinely shouldn't have it because.
0: Oh. <laughs> <like, laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm I, supposed I, to be on it. I just don't take it.
1: Go get it and guess sell it to us. us. <laughs> From... uh, yeah, I'll
0: mail it to you. I
1: mean, <laughs> I guess, but. Well, I, just, yeah, I used I to like, get
0: pot mailed to me, but I don't know if I should say that. I don't. Know. Well, that's a long time ago.
1: We're doing great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, if anyone
0: has any drug connects for us? Hit us up online.
1: Know, and, I'm uh, a hyperactive person by nature that it, it really does just like send me into like I'm not going to sleep for days, which I do sometimes oh. without. I did that earlier this week. I was making. I learned how to make ballet costumes this week, and so I was just like working on that for three days. And it was the best. Did I show you the pictures? Uh, I don't know if you showed them to me, but I saw one you posted online. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. (laughs) I'm a seamstress now. Um, Wait, you said weed doesn't affect you that much? No, not really. Like, sometimes it'll make me sleepy, but, like, I don't get paranoid or anything like that. So, I don't know. When I moved here, I was like, I could get a card for it, but it doesn't. It's expensive, and it doesn't do much for me. So, because... We gives me full-blown panic attacks oh, almost yeah, like, every oh, time I smell something. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm it, not very cool when it comes to drugs. <laughs> We're not chill. That's the thing. <laughs> <It's>
0: like <laughs> You're just getting the wrong strand, probably. You probably need more but, like a sativa um, strand.
1: Uh, so there's like Indica's and sativa's, right? Everyone's like, yeah. Indica. You just need somebody that's going to mellow you out, calm you down, like make you a little tired. And I still, I've had, I've taken Indica's the problem is that I usually do an edible and I usually probably eat too much. Yeah. But yeah. I know, but even like smoke every, almost every single time I've had any type of weed ever in the history of my life, I have had a panic attack.
0: Yeah. Don't, I love how we're advocating drug use. Like everyone do it. Yeah, I, I stopped smoking pot like three years ago. And now it's legal in Massachusetts, which is like a stone oh, throw away. I'm like, God. now that it's legal, I don't care. I'm like, whatever.
1: Yeah, my my little brother was thrilled because now my uh, my father can't give him shit about it whenever he's home smoking weed. Yeah. So that's yeah. good. <laughs> that's good. We're all doing great. Um, <laughs> what do want to, if anyone has Adderall, like <laughs> let us know. We us. it. I'm very good at drinking, though. I'm a terrific drinker. We're both good at drinking.
0: <laughs> I don't even drink. How lame is that?
1: No, I, that's not lame. That's probably...
0: I don't have a problem or anything. I just don't do it.
1: Most yeah. of my close friends do not drink. And, like, most of the people I've dated do not drink, which is weird. I, I'm just, like, drawn to boring people. Um, I don't <laughs> I think they disciplined or, you know, have had a problem <laughs> and solved it. If right. anyone is listening. But, right. you know, also boring. Um, so yeah. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if like, I could date someone who... Uh, I mean, I cut way back, especially since moving to L.A., driving culture is such a thing here, that, and I obviously uh, don't want to drink and drive, so I have scaled way back on the amount. Like, when I was living in Boston, oh, forget it.
0: Well, I think you had to drink and drive in Boston. That's, like, the law.
1: (laughs) To have it in Boston? Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: you can't get in a car without drinking a beer.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I When I... I mean, I drank in college, but once I got out of college, I, I didn't drink for a while. I think that I had too much Mr. Boston brand vodka. And
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That stuff's so Boston. fucking gross.
1: Mr. Boston is disgusting. Yeah. And I love bringing it up to people who aren't from Boston because they're like, that sounds fake. I never, like, yeah, well, me, I've never, Yeah, well, I've Boston never heard of real. it. And I lived in Boston for years. It's,
0: it's like really uh, nail polish or some shit. It's, really it's so bad. gross.
1: It's really bad, but I've had so much that and... Um, Oh, I forget what the Captain Morgan uh fake brand is. Oh, it's at. um it's Sailor, Sailor something. It's like Sailor. Sailor Johnny's or something. Something like, like that. <laughs> the uh crappy college vodka that I drank was Vladdy, Vladimir vodka. Uh, Vladdy? That's yeah. amazing. It was Vladimir vodka and everyone called it Vladdy. They're like, and the, the beer that everyone drank was Natty or Natty Ice. Yes. Was, natty Ice yeah, you yeah, have like Natty and Natty party. Yeah, disgusting. my mom's alcoholic boyfriend used to love Natty Ice. I kicked him out of the house.
0: That's a bro drink, Natty Ice. Yeah,
1: my mom's yeah, my mom's boyfriend was a fisherman. Oh, they're all what after a stereotype. <laughs> yeah, it's a
0: fisherman bro from Brockton.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. You can nice. take the bro out of the Brockton. Beach can't take the Broughton out of the bro. That guy something. was literally a nightmare. Like, he would never speak, but you could tell he was always drunk. And then when my grandma died, he just made me lobster soup and handed it to me wordlessly. And I was like, this is not how you deal with emotion. It simply
0: isn't. <laughs> get some more Natty Aces.
1: That's how fishermen deal with emotion. They're like, yeah. oh, you said I made you lobster soup. And that's <laughs> like literally
0: <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, well, thank you both for uh, coming back on the show and, and talking about pretty much nothing, uh, let's, which yeah, is what I, I enjoy.
1: We covered a lot of ground. We talked about movies a little bit. We talked TV. about uh, my our weird jobs that we've had. We did, but I think we had a lot of a lot TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a lot of TV.
0: I would say this is even better than the last one. So,
1: and, here's the. Yeah, to us. yeah we, we're all warmed up yeah. and toasty. And we have two. <laughs> uh, Really, think things over. We've decayed a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) We're closer to death, Uh and that so we're more appreciative of our time here. Right. And we're just giving it our all. Uh, So,
0: where could people find you both and your podcast online?
1: I'll start. You can find me on Twitter at Caitlin Durante. Um, Do you need me to spell it? You'll figure it out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And you can go to my website, kaitlinderante.com. Um, our podcast is called The Bechtel Cast. We didn't talk a whole lot about it, but it's basically a podcast. Oh yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) No, that's okay. I'm here to talk about it now. Uh, It's a podcast about uh, movies, but specifically the portrayal of women characters in mm -hmm. those movies. So Each week we pick a different uh, movie. We have a guest on and we discuss the the movie's portrayal of women. Uh, And then we like Rate it, and we see if it passes the Bechdel test or not. Um, and It's a lot of fun. Check it out, and you can follow that on Twitter at Bechdelcast. Yeah, new episode out today. Well, yeah, depending on when you. Do. Yeah, well, who knows what? It's a new episode every Thursday. Yeah, um, and you can find me on uh, Twitter at hamburgerphone and uh, watch. Boston PD, Zamboni Crimes Division. I hate saying that sentence.
0: Why? <laughs> 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 but it's on it's so Cafe.
1: Great. Watch Boston PD, Zamboni Crimes Division. I said it with more conviction Yeah. Time. Cool. cool. Thanks for having you. on. Yeah, thank you. Oh, uh, no, they,
0: thank you for doing it again. Excellent. Thank you so much for everything. Have a good You
1: too. Yeah. See ya. Bye. Bye.